This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next on Plains FM is Find Your Bliss. Welcome, welcome folks to the Find Your Bliss radio show here on Plains FM. I'm Rebecca Davison, your host and founder of the Intuitive Life Academy and you're tuning in to listen to all things spiritual, metaphysical, esoteric psychic and intuitive. So welcome to the show folks. Today I want to talk about goals versus intentions. So uh, as you guys may know if you are a regular listener I have a once a year program called Intuitive Mastery and I opened up space for 30 people to join that program this year and 20 people signed up So I had uh, somebody ask me and say, how did you feel about the fact that you got 20 people? And I guess the inference was perhaps that was I disappointed? So this was a great example, though, I thought of how we can look at the law of attraction the wrong way round. <laughs> so I really wanted to unpack it and and speak to this because I think it's a really, really important topic, goals versus intentions. So when I opened up space for 30 people to join, um, again, and, and you know, even the fact, even saying to yourself, 30 people, do you really want 30 people in your program? Or do you want the right people? Okay, so that's a really important qualifier to start with. Now, and the reason I say that is because I have done group programs before, and I have done group programs with people who are not my ideal client. And I can tell you right now that it pulls on and it skews the energy of the whole group. So I actually interviewed everybody who applied for Intuitive Mastery. And if you look at that, I think I had like 27 people maybe put their hands up and say that I've interested, I spoke to 25 people. So if you're looking at the conversion, like that's an 80% conversion rate. And if you're wanting to look at it from a business analytical point of view, that is stellar, right? It doesn't get better than that. If you have a 50% conversion rate, it's usually pretty good. So there's one thing I do know, and I do know how to convert a prospect into a client. So, you know, I've got that down. I know how to do that. Um, The next thing to look at, though, is Again, do you want to have 30 people or do you want to have the right people who are attending your program? I have also gotten very good at this. That's why I interviewed everybody to make sure that they had a certain level of emotional resilience, that they were demonstrating that they were willing, keen and able because a lot of uh, intuitive work is really about willing, being willing to look inside yourself. So I would much prefer to have 20 people who are the right people rather than 30 people and half those people are not in the right place okay and I also thought too though this is how people really get hung up 
on a goal versus an intention. So a goal, as we know, is a clearly outlined, usually specific, you know, a smart goal, which is specific, measurable. Oh, I can't even remember, right? Like I learned it at the bank and I was just like timely. Um, but again, there is so much contraction around it. You think about a goal. What happens if you don't get your goal? Does that mean that you're a failure? Does that mean that you're wrong? Or are you able to just stay in the neutrality of, I just didn't get my goal, right? Again, what we place on it, it's kind of like what I see, which happens a lot with people with money. Money in itself is neutral. What you place on it is what makes it or breaks it for you, whether it's a pleasant experience or whether it's not, right? So, and also too, you know, what are you looking at this from? From what perspective are you looking from? Are you looking from the perspective of, it's amazing that I have 20 beautiful souls who are choosing to step into this journey, or are you looking at it from more of a financial perspective, which is X amount of dollars, right? You don't ever want to do that because, again, you know, doing a program, that's not what it's all about. Intuitive work is about self-mastery. It is about knowing yourself at the deepest levels. You know, money is a huge component and it underpins a lot of our life. But if you are focusing on money when it comes to being um, inviting people into a program, you're doing it from the wrong end of the stick. Also, too, folks, you know, compared to last year, I had eight people do intuitive mastery. But I just want to outline, so, you know, in terms of that, it's a massive success. I am delighted with the results, but it just really struck me because it was like, gosh, you know, this is how people often look through their lens, right? They go, I didn't get the number that I wanted. And this is very, very present in um, business and coaching and the coaching industry. How many people, you know, how many times have I been asked that question? How many people do you have on your program? It's like, uh, if you have more people, then somehow that you're more valuable. Is that true? No, maybe there's just people who don't know about what it is that you do and what it is that you offer yet. Uh, a lot of people might say, okay, it comes back to your point of attraction. Absolutely, absolutely. But also too, I think there's another thing that you can't really place your finger on, which is your destiny. Like even, I think the year before, I think I've, this is the fourth time I've done intuitive mastery. The year before that, I had eight people. I think maybe I had more, maybe I had 11. I can't remember. Anyway, it was around about that. So last year as well, but I was very, very aware through my own guidance last year when I had eight people that that was perfect right? That's what I needed to be able to go through this journey of cultivating these relationships, of helping these amazing women, these amazing souls step into their spiritual leadership. So I remember even being aware of that at the time, you know, instead of letting my ego rule and go, oh, I wish I'd gotten more people. I really stepped into that space of like, I am grateful that these women have, have stepped up. I'm grateful that I get to lead them into this place of developing their intuition. So it was really interesting to get this kind of question earlier on last week. And I was really like, wow, that is fascinating in terms of perspective. Because, you know, here I am celebrating that I have 20 people, but somebody's kind of questioning, looking at it like, oh, you know, do you see that as a disappointment? Which totally robs you of all your joy. 
And another couple of things that I really want to point out here, which is so important, folks, right? If you have one person show up to an event, celebrate that, okay? Celebrate it because it means that you have created enough interest in one person. So therefore, all it means is there just needs to be more people who hear who hear your message and what it is that you're all about. So, and even if that one person is a relative, right, that they're supporting you, others will come. So I see people get tripped up on the numbers. I've done it before myself, you know, but if you want to really lean into the power of the law of attraction and activate abundance within you, it comes from not just seeing people as numbers, but it comes from the experience, the journey. And also too, folks, right, like don't get me wrong, this was a huge launch for me, like it was a six-figure launch, right, it was massive for me in terms of financial abundance and I am deeply grateful for that, however, it is such a cliche but it is so true, the more abundant you become, the more you realise it's not about the money, it is about the person who becomes the vibration that be, is able to create that. And I, I just felt, um, I felt a little disappointed in this perspective because I was, uh, and it, that's why I'm doing this radio show, right? Because I was like, this is what people do to themselves. You know, they look at the cup half full instead of half empty because now that I've launched that program, I am an infinite being in a body. I have time, space, resource, and energy I could launch another program tomorrow, right? Or I could collect more one-on-one -on -one coaching clients by putting it out there. So there is no limitation on what you can create, okay? And if you think in terms of limitation, limitation will present itself. So I think it's just really important to speak to this because I know as people in business, we, we do get caught up on the numbers, right? How many people have liked my post? How many people do I have in my Facebook group? How many people do I have on my email list? And it is redundant, Listen to me, folks. You want the right people. I would rather, you know, my email list is tiny, right? But I would rather have the right people on my email list. And how can you tell? You know, I did my launch and I emailed people probably every second day for about two weeks. I think I had two people who actually unsubscribed. That means I have the right people on my email list. Okay, the people who have opted in, they want what I've got. They're not looking at it going, oh gosh, you sent another email. They're looking at it going, oh, I wonder if I could step into that possibility. That's the most important thing. You want the right people, the people who are ideal. And it has definitely taken me some time to go, you know, I can actually work with people who are at a certain level of awareness you know, I don't have to work with people who are brand new when it comes to awareness. I don't have to explain to people what source energy is. I don't have to explain to people what guidance is because the people that I'm working with are already there. That's my ideal client. You know, maybe when I first started, it was because I was just starting. But of course, I'm further down the track. So again, where you're at is your point of creation, but there is no limit on that. So, and also too, it's not just specific to your business, 
right? This is an energetic frequency that you're living in. So, you know, you could be running a really successful business and manifesting money outside of that easily, effortlessly, if that's what that question is all about, right? So we really want to open ourselves up and focus our attention on what is possible, not what we're disappointed about. You know, I've done launches before, folks, where I've had 50 people on a webinar and nobody bought the program, right? So, and again, I took it on the chin, right? And went, okay, well, something was off. Obviously, that's not something that I'm ready to offer people or it's not something that came into alignment with people couldn't see the benefit. I needed to be the one to unpack that. And that's how you develop your confidence as a coach. But let's kind of swing back to goals versus intentions. So I can see where if you're trying to do a goal and you're doing it from a place of control, right, and judgment and criticism, even when you get to your goal, you're not going to enjoy it. You're just going to be like, oh, you know, pass, fail, right, wrong, good, bad. We want to stay away from that, right? That is duality, right, wrong, black and white, good or bad, pass or fail. That is all duality. Your happiness is found in oneness. Oneness is oh, I got 20 people in my program. That is awesome, right? And that's it. It doesn't matter anything more than that. You're just in the joy of like, look what I've created. That's amazing. And I wonder what else is possible. And intention is all about the feeling. How do you want to feel? So let's unpack this launch a little bit more because that was a huge component for me, right? Um, Tomorrow in the Find Your Bliss, um, sorry, the Intuitive Life Academy Facebook group, on Facebook. I'm doing a Facebook Live with a guy called Julian Danny Lack. If you'd like to join us, please just come over onto Facebook and find the Intuitive Life Academy group. Um, Julian helped me do some copywriting for this launch. And you know, like I'm, I think I'm pretty good at my message, right? And my writing, I get quite a lot of feedback that people, um, you know, I write literally as I speak, you know, I think the words in my mind and then it's just blah. I don't really overanalyze it. It just comes out. I have been told that it lands well, which is great because of course that's landing with my ideal client. But I worked with Julian and he um, took so much stress off my plate. And that was one thing that I was determined about, which sounds kind of funny, right? I was determined to be relaxed. (laughs) You know, it's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? But I was determined to be in that space where I am not going to push. I'm not going to hustle. I'm going to attract I'm going to allow this to be a beautiful process. If you're a coach and if you have done a launch before, it, it, it takes effort, right? It takes quite a lot of bandwidth, right? You're holding space for people to step in. Um, you have to have a strategy. You have to have a plan. You have to have consistent information. You know, for this last launch, I'd done some videos at the end of the um, last program. I was using those as part of my campaign as such. But, you know, there is, um, there's a lot of uncertainty. You don't know. You just have to show up. And you have to show up with positive expectation. If you show up in contraction, stressed, worried, anxious, that's not a huge place to attract from. Right? We want to go into, I'm going to be relaxed and I'm going to let life move through me. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be grateful. Right? Because if I stay open, if I stay in gratitude, I'm keeping my point of attraction 
open. And this is just the start, right? This is the start of everything that I wish could wish to create. I have noticed some massive upshifts in my energy. Um, really massive. You know, I've been doing this for eight years now, folks. And there's always, you know, I'm always working through my own limitations. You know, I, I, I want to be a millionaire business owner. I want to create that for myself. Not because of the money, because I know how to create money. I feel safe and confident in my ability to be able to create money. Uh, but because of the person that you become, the person who can hold space like that. So that's a very different experience. That's an energetic, leadership, spiritual experience rather than the money in the bank, right? The money in the bank is a side effect of you being able to integrate that energy. And again, um, you know, which is a really valid question, right? Because you have to kind of think outside the box to be an entrepreneur anyway, or you have to have a desire, right, to think outside the box. And entrepreneurs usually are people who they don't, they don't, they don't, go in alignment with what everybody else is doing. They they are the people who break the rules. They are the people who will not conform to what everybody else thinks is normal. So you have to have that entrepreneurial spirit to start with, I think. You know, and again, I'm talking to coaches, healers, Reiki people, authors, guides, writers. You know, anybody who is choosing to do things a little bit differently. Maybe there's part of you right now that's choosing to do something a little different. Maybe your dream would be to set up a business on the side, to become a coach. You know, I'm really shifting my focus in regards to helping light workers who not only want to do the work of helping people raise their vibration, let go of their limitation, step into living in bliss frequencies, but also want to do it from a place of profit. You know, I worked in banking. I saw some really interesting things that happened in the banking world. I learned to identify patterns and behaviors when it came to money. I um, learned the practical side of it, you know, how to get a reduced interest rate and what that does in terms of paying interest over the life of your mortgage, you know, bridging finance, conveyancing, working in the earthquake support team and doing crazy, crazy conveyancing, which involved, you know, conveyancing being, you know, buying and selling property, involved red zone money from the government, involved insurance money, involved loan money, um, you know, we we're making credit policy up on the fly. It was a crazy environment to work in. But I learned a lot, you know, I learned a lot about abundance. I was really fortunate that I worked in private bank, because private bank was for high net worth clients. And how they did money and how they saw it as a tool. They were very detached and, you know, emotion was more separate than people who were really emotional about their money or they see, saw their value being in the money. You are priceless. You can't put a value on yourself, right? You're a limitless being in a body. How do you value that? The universe really doesn't recognize money because it's a man-made construct. However, it recognizes you as a limitless being who has the potential to create whatever it is that you want. This, though, leads us into that conversation as where does destiny come into alignment with this? Where does what I want match up with what the universe wants for me? 
and this is a really important question, this is why we need to learn what it is to surrender and release. You know, the universe is always going to give you clues in the form of your intuition. It's going to prompt you. It's going to guide you. It's going to say, hey, did you notice how you felt when you did that thing that you love? You know, did you notice how your energy shifts when you talk about that thing that you're passionate about? Do you notice that your vibration expands when you do that? Your intuition is always talking to you. It's up to you to start listening. And, you know, your intuition's not, or the universe, through your intuition, it's not denying you anything. But however, your journey in regards to your fulfillment, in regards to your abundance, in regards to your prosperity, in regards to doing what lights you up and makes you feel good, will be unique to you. Right? And this is where we go into you know, a really great question, folks, if you are spiritually minded and you know how to access the Akashic Records. If you don't, you're welcome to come and have a reading with me, is to ask yourself, where do I have money karma from past lives? Where do I have money karma from past lives? So if you showed up in other incarnations and you did things with money that weren't great, weren't above the board, um, that can have an impact on the here and now, Right? There will be, if you were terrible with money in a past lifetime, you'll probably be in this lifetime learning what it is to be good with money. You know, if you stole money in this lifetime, you may have the experience of being stolen from, okay? And if you're listening to this, your ego might be going, oh, I can't believe that, right? But again, this is how universal consciousness works. If you have an experience, if you're the perpetrator, you will come back into another incarnation and be the person that is perpetrated against. That's kind of how karma works, right? And again, you don't want to sit there and go into, oh my goodness, my life's been terrible, so therefore I must have had really bad karma. Right? We don't want to do that to ourselves. We want to be in that space of going, what is it that the universe is looking to show me? How can I receive this lesson and transcend it if necessary? You know, well, how can I be grateful for what the universe is showing me? Okay, and you think about it, you will have experienced a whole gamut of lifetimes and experiences where information has shown up for you. And again, you can probably even look at your own lifetime to kind of have an understanding of maybe what has occurred in past lifetimes. You know, your body has a cellular memory of everything that's ever happened to you in this lifetime and in every other incarnation, which is why we often have weird things like phobias, like maybe we're scared of heights. Sure, if you've been pushed off a, a cliff, you're probably scared of, in a past life, you'll be scared of heights, right? The possibilities are endless, but that's a really great question to ask yourself. Do I have money karma? definitely something that you want to take care of in this lifetime if you are a business owner. You know, um, ignoring money, not knowing how to read your financial accounts, um, not paying your bills on time. You know, um, I know a person who literally told me that they were so great with money, but they never paid their bills on time. They always, so, you know, you can see this contraction there. They, they, you know, so, and it's also counterintuitive, right? How can you say that you're good with money, but you never pay your bills on pay? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm always paying a late payment fee. So it's costing her money because of her unwillingness to pay on time or to pay early. And this goes against the laws of the universe when it comes to money, which is you have to give to be able to receive, 
So if you're making money and you're holding on to it and you're not giving to others, if you're not generous with your money, the universe responds to that with more contraction, which is ironic too because you go into more contraction because you feel less safe. You go into more contraction because you feel less safe. You get smaller and smaller and smaller and it makes it harder and harder to be more generous because you've taken yourself into a contracted energy. So let's, because I feel like we've gone off onto a tangent, because it's really, it is really coming up um, in terms of money. Like I see this with so many people. And of course, when you've interviewed, um, you know, what was it, 25, 26 people, and they're, you know, often a number one objection when somebody's looking to step into a program, oh, it's a big investment. You know, I've had a lot of these conversations. If you are a coach, inevitably you will have a conversation with somebody at some point in time that they have fear in regards to stepping in. They have fear in regards to extending themselves. You need to know how to guide people through that. Inevitably, um, it's not usually about the money. It is about some other fear that needs to be addressed. Often it's the fear of change, especially doing spiritual work because energetic work, because there is often a deep change and people can have fear around that. But if somebody's objecting about money, it's probably because they don't have the level of comfort that they need to be able to say yes. Um, once upon a time in my business, I would speak to anybody. Now I definitely have a gatekeeper system, which is that you, you know, you have to apply, you have to read a frequently asked questions page. So you already know what the investment is. So if it's not for you, people just don't come see me. Right? They, they, they know that if they come and have an interview with me, that I've asked them a series of questions, which has basically qualified them already to say, yes, you're ready to do the work or no, you're not. It was a game changer for me when I finally had the courage to put that in place because it means that you're not wasting your time. It means that you're not allowing people to pull on your energy. It means that you're saving your energy for the people who do say yes to you. So beneficial in terms of value. And it takes a little bit of courage to put that in place because it can feel like you're cutting yourself off from people. No, you're just cutting yourself off from the people who aren't serious. So learning these things about being a business, and I, I am really passionate about helping other coaches because I really truly believe that it is one of the biggest things you can do in terms of fulfillment. Helping other people to reach for their dreams is so important. But this is what I want to move away from. If you are setting goals and you're making yourself wrong because you didn't get the goal, Right? When I said um, I'm opening the space up for 30 people, somebody else has heard that as that is my goal. Right? No, that was my intention because if it was a goal, then I would have got hard on myself about the fact that, you know, I didn't have 30 people show up. No, I'm delighted I've got 20. Again, it's all perspective. It's all filter. But also know how the law of attraction works, folks. You do not want to ever shut yourself down. You want to stay in the energy of gratitude. Because if you do, you can go and manifest exactly the same thing tomorrow. If, and if you've shut yourself down, if you've gone into lack of gratitude, if you've gone into scarcity, if you've gone into doubt, if you've gone into I'm not good enough, you've just blocked your own abundance. So you want to stay in those frequencies of I'm so grateful and the sky's the limit and what else is possible and you know I could launch another program tomorrow or what else can I do to be of service, 
right? We want to get our priorities in the right place. So again, a goal, I've seen people do that pass fail on themselves, whereas an intention is all about how do I want it to feel? You know, how do I want to feel during my launch? How do I want to feel during this webinar? How do I want to feel when I'm sending out this email to invite people in to work with me? How do I want to feel? And that's what I loved too about working with Julian as a copywriter because he really he really did a deep dive into my business and he really got my voice in regards to what it was that I was helping people with. Um, and you know, sometimes doing spiritual work, it can be it can be a little bit like, oh, is this person going to get it in terms of inviting people in to work in your business? It, there's a greater level of vulnerability because it's soul work, right? There is, there is no hiding. So to invite an outsider that you just met on LinkedIn to come into your business and to honor your voice and to respect the work, you need to be trusting your intuition to do that. And um, I was so grateful that I did trust my intuition in terms of asking Julian to help me because it was so important to me. Like I, you know, I was more concerned about my own energy and keeping myself open and happy and relaxed throughout the course of the launch than I was about the outcome. That was more important to me because I need to stay open no matter what to continue to manifest. I didn't want to push. I didn't want it to be a struggle. I didn't want it to be difficult or hard. But I also, you know, I want to celebrate the result as well. Even if it had been two people, I still would have celebrated the result. Two people have shown up and chosen this. And I think this is something that we can always take for granted that, you know, maybe, um, you know, like last year I had eight people, this year I had 20. What happens if next year I have 15? You know, again, if it's the 15 of the right people, it's perfect rather than expecting that it will just continue to grow. You don't want to ever be kind of that arrogant, right? Maybe you want to be in that space of like, yes, that would be amazing to serve more people and to make a bigger impact. But let's talk a little bit about destiny because really, folks, at the end of the day, how much control do you think that you have over your life, right? I want you to think about all those things that have happened in your life that you would have preferred went a different way. You know, if there's one thing that shows you where you don't have control, it's the times and places in your life where you would have preferred not to have had those experiences. This could be losing somebody. This could be a relationship breaking up. It could be going bankrupt. However, the universe and its infinite wisdom is bringing you exactly what you need. It is arrogant of us to assume that, you know, and this is where humility is so important. It's arrogant of us to assume that what's happening in our life is not right. You know, if we go into not right, then we need to talk to the universe we need to talk to the universe and say, hey, can you show me the bigger picture here? Because I've got, I'm suffering because I'm seeing a limited perspective, right? We want to learn what it is to go into the more expanded perspective so we can see what the universe is teaching us. And it is not going to be the same as the person next to you, right? And this is why you'll see somebody in there, you know, making truckloads of money, right? And they're talking about it and they're you know, but again, you don't know what's in their future. 
you don't know that maybe three years down the track and heaven forbid, right, that they go bankrupt. You don't know because you're not the universe, right? You can't tell what is in store for that person, okay? But you can be guaranteed that the universe does. The universe is the part of you that's determining your destiny, your fate, the things that are imperative for you to learn, okay? And also too, right? Be aware of that. Your path is unique. What you choose, yes, you have free will, but really at the ultimate, at the end of the day, there are still things that you cannot change. You can't change your sex unless you have an operation, right? You can't change the family that you were born to. You can't change, um, you know, your physicality unless you have plastic surgery or something. But do you know what I mean? There are certain things in life that we don't have control over. Right? You don't, don't have control over where you're born, you know, what age you were born, you know, what era, right? That is all part of the collective consciousness. You've chosen to come into this body. You've chosen to come into this reality and have this experience. And you will have unique things that happen to you and only you. And some of them will be amazing and some of them will not be great. But your choice is in how you respond to them. And also too, if you don't know at a certain point in your journey that your suffering is connected to a limited viewpoint, this is often where your spiritual awakening will occur, which is moving into the more expanded view. Once you learn how to access the more expanded view, you can be free of suffering for good. You can look at a circumstance in your life that causes your ego pain and then realize that on a soul level, there is benefit to this. What is this contracted energy or this relationship teaching me? Maybe it's strength. Maybe it's patience. Maybe it is um, clearing up some karma from a past life. Maybe you've been the perpetrator in a past life. And this is often right where people get so, um, we get so wound up around, this, especially this topic, right? And I'm going to go there because I've seen a lot of people reject it. You know, and this is where people in this lifetime maybe be a, a serial murder. You know, they've hurt people. They're a rapist. They're conflicted. Most probably, and again, think about it, folks. Children aren't born like that. That happens to people. They've experienced their own abuse themselves. That's why they end up becoming an abuser. We need to evolve as a human race to have compassion for people and look at the problem. Like, why are we continuing to create rapists and violence in the people that we're bringing up? Where are we failing our people, our humanity, in terms of serving people to let them know that they have different options, right? If they're being abused, that they can speak up. If they um, are in a violent household where they can go to get support, we need to do more work around how to access children to be able to prevent that kind of thing from happening. But again, you know, maybe this is part of also that person's destiny. Maybe in a previous lifetime, they've been the one who has been hurt, murdered, assaulted, raped, right? Again, this is the, people don't understand this about pure source consciousness. What you are judging in this lifetime, you better be very aware of because you could come back and be that in your next we want to learn what it is to shift from duality, me, them, 
right, wrong, good, bad, black, white, and go into oneness. And this is never more so appropriate than in this day and age. COVID, oh my goodness, the injustice, right, wrong, good, bad, false information, truth. You know, black lives matter, right, wrong, injustice, healing ancestral wounds, oh my goodness. You know, um, child sex trafficking, the injustice of it all. If we stay stuck in the injustice, we will not find the solution. We need to shift into oneness and go, what is it that we have created in our culture that is creating people perpetrating, you know, the myth of it's acceptable to behave this way? Like, what is going on where people don't have that moral instinct to choose the right thing? We need to get a bit more clever in regards to how we're going to actually solve these kind of problems. And we can only do it from a place of oneness, free of judgment, criticism, contraction, control, and bring in love and healing. And this is the thing, right? People often associate love and healing with being naive. Love and the universe, we need to ask the universe for help. We can't do solve these problems on our own. This is why, and again, a lot of people misunderstand what surrender is, but surrender is essentially saying, I have limited control in terms of the way life is showing up right now. I see people who are empaths, who are intuitive, and who are sensitives make this fatal mistake. They take too much responsibility for other people's thoughts, behaviors, actions, words, Right, and then they, they get all bundled up. They get zapped energetically. They feel heavy in their body and the energy fields. They feel incapacitated. They can't show up and make a difference. Okay, But you have to be very aware if you're wanting to make a difference. Are you doing it from your ego or are you doing it from oneness? That's really how we're going to help solve problems. And again, you know, even looking at goals versus intentions, what do you intend to have happen? How do you want to feel? You know, do you want to feel love and compassion for people who are hurting? Or are you going to go into the injustice of it all and make it wrong or bad? You know, and again, I see people get tripped up on this all the time, all the time. I'm right or I'm wrong. That is the language of the ego. Your soul and your spirit does not even think in those terms. It doesn't think in, in terms of right and wrong. This is why people find it hard to believe that the universe does not have judgment towards people who are killing other people because that person is just seen as a child of the universe, completely and inherently, inherent, inherently lovable. We are the ones as humans that judge. We make it wrong. And again, this is what happens. If you're listening to this and your ego is getting fired up, just acknowledge that, right? It's not the true part of yourself that is going into injustice. It is your ego. Your soul chooses love. Your soul chooses inclusion. Your soul chooses connection. Your soul, and again, even doing things like, oh, you know, 30 people, 20 people, again, that is duality, that is lack, that is scarcity, that is doubt, that is fear, that's not oneness. We don't want, we want to be very aware of what 
filters we are applying to our lives. Because if we don't understand this, we're never going to understand how the law of attraction works. And we're never actually going to be able to create abundance. Folks, abundance isn't just money. Okay, abundance is a way of being. And if I had to describe it, I would say it is feeling safe around money, prosperity, feeling fulfilled no matter what, right? No matter what is happening out there, that your peace can't be taken away from you. That is true abundance, which is why when we go out into nature, which is a direct reflection of true abundance, we feel calm, right? We feel at peace. Because we're in an environment that is reflecting the truth back to us. There is no judgment in nature. It just is. Which is why it's such a valuable place to go and learn how the universe works. Right? Why do birds sing? Because they can. Right? Because it feels good to do so. Because it's a form of communication. Again, what we put the label on or the filter on determines what we see. Are you choosing to see abundance? Are you choosing to be in the intention every day? This is the other thing that I don't love about goals, is goals are usually assigned to a point in the future, where as an intention is something that you can live in each and every day and each and every moment. What do you intend to have happen today? You know, I know Mel Robbins, actually, I saw her do this the other day. She's the lady who talks about 54321. She actually said it the other way around. She said, what's your goal for, the, for today? Excuse me, just having a sip of water there. All right, what's your goal for today? I would prefer, I prefer intention. Intention feels so much bigger. It feels so much more expanded. A goal can often be, you know, like a stake in the ground, and also, too, with a goal, what happens when you get there? You have to choose another goal. Whereas an intention is kind of like a flow of energy from one experience to the next. It's about being in the river as opposed to putting a mark on the side of the river saying, oh, I've got to that goal. Okay, so do yourself a favor, folks. Let go of anywhere you're trying to control the outcome and again, if you guys know um, Aaron Abke, I would encourage you guys to look him up on YouTube. I've done some coaching work with Aaron myself and something really, really valuable that he gave to me, which I was just like, oh my goodness, that is gold um, that I'll share with you. And he talks about, you know, three things really that, you know, trip people up and it's all connected to guilt. And the first one is I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not good enough that old coconut, right? which is really about, um, you know, you're placing that judgment on yourself. The next one being, of course, that you're, um, you know, where you're trying to control things, you're trying to control things, or you're needing to have a particular outcome, you know, and if you don't get that particular outcome, right, it's pass fail. So all of those come back to guilt. So recognizing that your value is not in things it is here with you in every moment you are living it you are living life your value is here now it's not in an outcome okay I can't reiterate that enough because I remember um I remember I did a 
oh, I can't even remember, a workshop, right? And I remember talking to him, and this was ages ago, right? I talked to him and I was like, oh, I was really disappointed in the numbers. And he was like, your happiness is not in the outcome. Your happiness is here now. And that's the difference really between a goal and an intention. You get to live in the energy of your happiness in every single moment. You don't want to, you know, seconder your happiness to a particular moment in time, which is why people get caught up in destination addiction. When I get there, I will be happy. No, choose to be happy now, in this moment, in the next moment, in the next moment. That is where your happiness is. It isn't in a material item. This is why when you manifest a car, yeah, it's awesome, right? And it's great. But your true happiness and fulfillment is not in the car. Your true happiness and fulfillment is not in the money. Your true happiness and fulfillment is in the creative process, which is all the time. You are manifesting in every single moment by where you choose to place your thoughts, where you choose to place your words, where you choose to place your attention. Are you choosing to place it on prosperity, abundance, fun, delight, joy, bliss? Or are you choosing to place it on, I'm not good enough? You are literally creating, it's that simple. And I know it's so simple that it's profound. And we take it for granted, we overlook it, and we go back into driving, pushing, struggling, limiting ourselves, making it hard, where we could just actually flip the switch and go, you know what, my happiness is here now, it's not in the outcome. And let go of control, right? Do yourself a fact. This is why surrender is so powerful. If you haven't read the book, folks, go out and get it. It's by Michael A. Singer, and it's called The Surrender Experiment. So powerful. Basically, when he was a younger man, he said, I'm going to surrender whatever happens in my life. I'm going to give it up to God. He literally had some people come out to his property, right, and start building a house. But he just surrendered it. He didn't resist it. He didn't stop them. He surrendered it up to the universe. And that is what life is all about. If you can surrender, you know, two really important parts of spirituality, self-inquiry and surrender. Surrender to what is. Especially if you have circumstances in your life and you're going, that's wrong, right? Life has a gift in that for you. Maybe it's not here yet. Maybe you can't see it yet. But when you see the more expanded perspective, the gift will be there. Maybe it's going to be next week. Maybe it's going to be two years from now that you will see the more expanded perspective. If you set the intention to see the universe's perspective on what is occurring in your life, on something that you have made wrong, then you will get the answer. The universe will reveal it to you. might not be instantaneously because there will be a reason for that too. When it is revealed to you, you'll be like, oh, I get it. Now I can see why the universe, you know, I was waiting for that period of time. Or now I can see why it's being revealed to me now. Okay, so holding space for that to occur, what's it going to take? And again, we live in a society of instant gratification where people put so much pressure on themselves. You know, folks, it's taken me eight years to get to a six-figure launch. You know, some people, you know, people put such high expectations on themselves. They're like, I should be able to start business and do that tomorrow. That is so much pressure, right? Because again, what happens if you don't? Does that mean you're a failure? Right, again, and I never really looked at my business like that. I really sat in the energy of what do I need to do next, right? Like I literally would just look at the next step. 
and say to my intuition, please show me what the next step is, right? Please show me what the next step is. That's what I did literally for the first five years of my business before I started going, show me what the next step is. And then my intuition was like, okay, now's the time for a little bit more strategy, right? Rather than just asking what the next step is. But that was all part of asking my intuitive guidance. Again, setting the intention, but not really goals. I don't really, you know, what's my goal? I don't really have one. What's my intention to enjoy the process, to have fun doing it? to impact people, to, um, it's not really about me, folks, either, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, I do not post, you know, like, you will very seldom see a picture of me, my work is not about me, I am here to hold space for other people, I feel like often when people post pictures of themselves, if you're going to that person for support, do they have the ability to open space for you and make themselves available, I often see where people, um, they get confused, right, on them being their brand and it becomes all about them rather than what they can do for their sacred clients. You need to make space for people to step in, you know, and I love talking about this business stuff too, right, because when you're in business, it is all-consuming, right? For me, it's been my life, my passion, my fulfillment, my joy. It's been often the source of a lot of contraction and forms of criticism or where things haven't gone wrong or where I've had to figure something out that has been difficult. But it is really, being in business is the best personal development journey. Really, really is. Because you're the one who has to figure it out. You know, it comes back to you and what steps you are taking, and what choices you are making, and what mindset you are doing it from, you know, like a lot of people say, right, 80% of it's mindset, and and I would call that vibration, right, getting free and clear on your limiting beliefs, becoming the person who can hold space to receive a lot of people, you know, that's the other thing, folks, you know, um, I made a bit of a fatal mistake this year, um, well, I guess it's fatal. I mean, my dad passed away, as you guys know, in May. And um, when Intuitive Mastery 2019 finished, I didn't actually take a holiday. And one thing that has definitely shown up in the last little while is a bit of adrenal fatigue. And if you had that before, you will know that it, 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 it you know, it's really your body saying, whoa, you're pushing it too hard. So, you know, learning these things, right, too, going, okay, I need to adjust things So I am creating more space and time for myself to take good care of myself so I can be of service. You know, and again, the universe knows all of that. It knows what my intention is. It knows what I'm up to. It knows where I'm focusing my energy and attention. So again, at this point in time, I'm glad I don't have 30 people. Also too, like people who... um, Maybe on the outside who don't know what it is to hold space. Holding space for people is an active process. I hold space for people in intuitive mastery for 10 months, right? That is an active process. So if you're kind of looking at it from a bandwidth point of view, super important, right? You can see why the universe went, yeah, that's a good number of people for you to have in that program to be holding space for. So just a different perspective perhaps on goals versus intention. Intention I really see as the flow, the river of life. Goal is something that's often stuck in the ground 
and can be frustrating because what happens when you get to that goal you pick it up and you throw it into the future and then again we can often attach so much happiness to when I get to this goal no your happiness is now again do yourself that favor let go of anywhere it needs to look a particular way be grateful for what's showing up that's going to activate your abundance faster than anything being grateful for what's here now I actually watched a TED talk the other day from a guy called Anil Gupta, who I actually met at Awesomeness Fest in 2013. And it was really great because he talked about the three G's of happiness and one of them being um, give without expectation, right? You show up and you give, which is what I do every week coming and doing this radio show. I'm giving my time, my energy, my resources, giving my love to my listeners. I want people listening to have a great life, to get access to a resource where they can implement perhaps some of the things that I suggest and hopefully it's beneficial, right? That's my intention through doing this, giving, right? It is all about giving. Um, grow. He said you have to grow continually. That's why I love being in business. You're always growing. You're growing into the next evolution of you. And of course, the last one was gratitude, being grateful. If you have all those things, if you're giving without expectation, if you're choosing to grow, and if you're expressing gratitude, you will be happy. And that's what it's all about. That's what we want. That's why we do the work that we do. We want to be happy. We want to and. In, in, invest in ourselves we want to grow we want to be free of anywhere we're trying to control life or control our reality or control an outcome and be grateful for what's showing up because a grateful heart is going to attract more of what it wants rather than one that's not right and learning how to embody these energies deep within us so important so crucial so fundamentally um, important in terms of your happiness you know, your focus, and I've talked about this with the ladies who are doing intuitive mastery, your focus is so important. Where you focus your attention determines the quality of your life. Are you focusing it on what you can do? Are you focusing it on giving? Are you focusing it on gratitude? Are you focusing on how you can grow? Or are you not focusing on that? Because if you're not, you're probably not contributing to your own happiness right again you know and I've been doing this work for eight years now but there's always you know and that's why I've actually pre-recorded the show folks because on Thursday morning I will be on a training growing myself I'm working with a coach who I've wanted to work with for a while so I'm super excited about that and a wee training and um yeah maybe I'll share more about what comes from that coaching but yeah because of the time difference and it's a live coaching group coaching so I'm excited about that that's why I'm pre-recording this so uh, you know I can still show up and have the experience of growth myself while continuing to be of service to you guys so guys thank you so much for tuning in and choosing the intuitive life academy and the find your bliss radio show here on every Thursday morning it's always a privilege and a pleasure to connect with you and um yeah I hope you are choosing to move towards intentions let go of goals know that you know again one of the things that Aaron actually told me you know I'm not in control I am a child of the universe what does it take to take all that pressure off yourself in terms of trying to control your reality? 
Because when you try and control something, folks, what happens? You kind of strangle the life out of it. If you're trying to control your own life, as opposed to doing those two things, self-inquiry and surrender, right? If you choose self-inquiry and surrender, you're going to exponentially increase your happiness. If you want to learn more, folks, feel free to go to rebeccadavison.life or come find the Intuitive Life Academy on the Facebook page. I'm sending you so much love and light. And yeah, I hope you're choosing to be in the energy of surrender today. What would it feel like to just let go? Sending you so much love. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.